we are recording and we are in business. How are we, team? Everyone in one piece? Team, team, team. Squad. Absolute squad. You're right, guys. Can you hear me? Hello. We can hear you. You pop your. I'm going to go on mute because he's on in the background. <laughs> um, guys, anybody got any wins? Christian, any wins to share? Me? Well, the fact that I'm still alive after my compiler <laughs> back to episode of last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting through the, the session of this week. But um, yeah, not, not such a hot week, but uh, will we get there? Yeah, the, the, re, the rebuild is on. <laughs> I'm just looking forward, mate, to the drinks on Friday. <laughs> uh, drinks on Saturday. It's actually post on Saturday. It's uh, all the practice on the Friday. <laughs> Love it's it. It's all about the How about you this week. Love it. How about you, Steve? Any wins, mate? Hello, mate. Um, yeah, successfully um, leg pressing 100 kilos now. So quite pleased with that. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Onwards and upwards. 100 kilo club. Love it. It's a big milestone. What's next? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Boom, boom. Um, sweet. So, um, obviously, Johnny's going to take us through the, the big four review tonight. Um, it's going to be a cool one and something which has been long needed, um, just so we can have a reference point, because I think sometimes it can be quite difficult for us to just to get crystal clear on those actual teachable points. Um, so... Johnny is going to take it over because Johnny is a little bit of a technique wizard and it's going to be very, very interesting to have him absolutely pull my deadlift apart, which I'm quite looking forward to. And I promise Johnny I won't take it personally. <laughs> well, I'll tear myself apart first. Do not worry about that. Ah, that's all right. Um, your host, mate, so you should be able to share screen. Perfect. Can everyone see that? You should be able to see that. I'm good, mate. <laughs> Right, so you've probably heard of it before, but most of the time it's called the big three. And basically the big three is squat, bench press and deadlift. However, kind of coaching more and more, we've all kind of as coaches have talked about before, whereby a hip thrust is actually a better movement for most clients than a deadlift. But I'll get more into that kind of later in the video, which is why we kind of call it a big four. But like I said, if you look online, it's majority called like the big three. So if we get cracking on with the first one, so the squat. So I'm just going to run through and um, play kind of my squat videos for this week or my bench press videos or my deadlift videos. I'll just play that on repeat. So you can, I'll talk you through it as well as the fact then you can kind of watch what I'm doing um, at the same time. So you'll see there that I grip the bar as close as my shoulder ability allows. Now, everyone's different, so everyone's gonna have different widths. Girls normally are pretty good, they can get nice and tight. What you wanna aim for though, is placing the bar on muscle. So depending what, on what kind of squat variation you're doing, most people do high bar squat. So most people will be placing the bar on your upper traps or trapezius, which is up here. I'm in the video doing a low bar squat, which is actually placing the bar on my rear delts. Um, it's just purely for powerlift and it's a stronger kind of position because I'm using more kind of my glutes and my hips rather than my quads. Um, but I won't kind of bore you guys with that. The important thing is, is that you place the bar on muscle 
do not place the bar kind of on bone, otherwise it will extremely be painful. Um, next, you'll see is that I pull my elbows back and down. Next, then I kind of have a slow controlled walkout. Now you'll see probably I do around two to three steps, small steps to kind of adjust. Um, this is just to kind of not ex exhume kind of energy. If you kind of think about it, if you were to do 10 steps backwards with a heavy barbell, you're going to be wasting kind of energy that you're going to want for the actual squat. So two to three kind of little steps back, nice controlled, slow movements. After that, we're looking then at your squat stance. So everyone is different again. And this then means that it's whatever you're most comfortable with. So this will depend on um, your hip structure, your muscle structure, um, depending on kind of how wide or how close you kind of go. Um, it's something you're going to have to have a little play with. Um, and I'll kind of talk about it later, but there are kind of a few things you can do um, to kind of find out where your kind of width is or what width you need for your bone structure. Um, so, well after that, um, you're going to look then at your feet after you've then got your kind of um, stance width. So when, when you look at your feet, you want to have your feet pointed slightly outwards. Think about a clock face and you want to think about 11 and 1 o'clock on a clock face just to have those kind of um, toes pointed out. After that, you then want to have your head looking forwards, um, nice and straight. Following this, you want to make sure that the weight before you start to squat is on your midfoot. Now, a lot of people kind of struggle with this and I struggle with it probably as well. It's one of my kind of limiting factors. What you want to think about for this is almost drawing a triangle on your foot. So think about your heel, your big toe and your little toe. And what you want to do is make sure that the weight is balanced evenly between those three points. Next, Johnny, what I want to Johnny, do... Can you just, I think Amber's trying to get in, if you can let her in. How do I do this? Just go on participant, she could. Participants, admit, admit. You got her? There we go, I think we've got them. Yep, you're good, you're in. Perfect. Cheers, bro. Perfect. And then, right. So next, as I said, you want to squeeze your bum, which is actually going to externally rotate your femur. Um, this is then going to mean by externing, by externally rotating your femur or by squeezing your bum, what you're actually doing is opening up your hip joint, which makes it easier to squat down. Now, before you squat, you want to take a deep breath your stomach and brace most people what you'll see is they take a big deep kind of breath into their chest and of course that then means the bar is going to come up and down which of course is going to wobble the bar and it's going to throw your weight about so try take a big big breath into your stomach um, in order to brace as best as possible the reason for this is to protect your spine so we're next then going to look at the descent. So you want to break at your hips and your knees at the same time. You want to slow with control, squat downwards. The bar should be in a straight line up and down. 
Um, the squat depth is going to vary person to person, but you want to squat as deep as your mobility allows, which of course is going to be different depending, like, as I said, on your hip structure, on your muscle kind of structure as well. Um, a good thing to aim at is to get your hip, you can kind of see here, is to get your hip, um, your hip crease parallel to your knee crease or to where your knee joint is. So you have a look here, if we have a look here, so my hip crease is pretty much parallel to where my uh, knee is. Next, you want to think about the ascent or going up. Um, what you want to think about is really exploding out of the hole and driving your back into the bar. Now, what this is doing um, is it's actually causing more tension through your body. Um, but the added benefit of this is that your bum doesn't shoot up. What a common mistake you'll see is that when people kind of squat out the hole, their bum shoots up. And that's purely because they're not recruiting that upper back. Um, and of course, if you're leaning over, it's going to have added tension on your spine, which really, really isn't good for it. So the common errors most people see in the squat are your knees caving in, um, the weight going on your toes or lack of depth is a bit of the same thing. Or like I said, your hip shooting up. So a few kind of cues to think about for uh, if your weight's going on your toes or you're struggling to get depth is you can do a couple of things. So first off, I would recommend having squat shoes or if you don't have squat shoes is put some plates underneath your heels. Now, what this is going to do is it's going to give you extra kind of ankle mobility, um, which is kind of what most people struggle with. Next, I'd adjust your stance. So what most people find is that if you kind of just inch out your stance just a little bit more, it open up, it open up um, your hips, which makes it easier to get in and out of that hole. Um, knees caving in, again, is a big one. Now, this could be a few things. This could be lack of mobility. Um, this could also be weak glute med. Um, kind of some things to help this are poor squats, so making sure you get in the hole and think about kind of pushing your knees out or another cue for that would be spreading the floor, push kind of out. Like I said, it's not only going to help with your range of motion, but it's also going to help kind of you get in and out of the hole um, and it stops kind of you cutting that depth short. I'd also say for knees caving in um, is to have a band put round or a mini band attached round just above your knees. Again, this is gonna cue you to push out against the band, um, which really, really helps some people. Lastly is the hip shooting up. As I said before, what you wanna think about when you're doing the ascent or coming out of the hole is to really drive the upper back against the bar so that then you're not collapsing forward. Uh, has anyone got any questions on any of that so far? I know there's kind of a lot of information there to take in. Um, but the most kind of important thing I would say here is definitely the setup. The setup is always where kind of people fall down normally. Um, and if you get in the correct position to start with, the actual descent and ascent is very, very simple from there.
Johnny Christian here. You said that you use the lower <coughs> stance, i.e. the bar is yeah, lower on your back. Low bar, low bar variation, yeah. Low bar variation. So what does that help with? Did you say it uses more glutes rather than quads? So what you'll see on a high bar is that because the position of the bar, it then will mean that your knees travel further forward. And if your knees are traveling further forward, it then recruits more quads. Whereas a low bar, it's then going to mean that um, my knees don't travel as far forward because my hips are doing more of the movement, which of course your hips are stronger than your quads, which is why kind of it's a stronger movement to perform. Okay, cool. I was just wondering, um, Simon, whether that because I always seem to struggle with my depth and my, because a couple of old arthroscopies years ago, my left knee is significantly more unstable than my right knee, whether if I try the low bar variation, that might help. I would say the biggest issue with low bar is because of your shoulder. Um, I don't think you'd be able to get into the position comfortably. Um, that's that's one of the thinking. reasons that, yeah, that's like, even, yeah, even I struggled when I first started, it's yeah. uncomfortable. So um, this is why we have. Yeah, you'll see that I'm wearing wrist wraps and I also get like a bit of elbow pain as well from it. It's not particularly comfortable, but it's a means to an end for me because I'm doing powerlifting. I'd highly recommend the high bar more than the low bar. Um, your knees, yep. kind of thinking about that, it's because it's the same movement pattern, it's the same kind of thing where your knees will carry on. If one of them's caving in, it's always going to cave in. So it's better to kind of cue it or kind of use a mini band to try help out, kind of really think about pushing your knees out. Yeah. Um, so Johnny, just summarize the, the squat into five main teaching points, just quick fire for people. Because um, I'm going to pop these in the Facebook group. Yeah, people. so I'd say grip the bar as close as your shoulder mobility allows. Um, I would just, say make... What? I was going to say just, just on that as well. Um, for people, this sounds like a really, really basic teaching tip. But one, grip the bar as close as it allows, but make sure you're in the middle of the bar. The amount of people I see squatting who aren't in the middle of the bar, it's ridiculous. Use the lines on the bar to measure like a thumb width off, a pinky width off to make sure that you're in the middle. Um, as Johnny said, that setup, that initial uh, setup of the movement, which if you set that up perfectly, you're just setting yourself up for success. Okay. And that's true for every single one of these movements as well. Um, so grip the bars, close to the shoulder mobility will allow. Um, I would say stance where you are comfortable but also where you can hit the required depth. Um, I would then say probably would be break at the hips and the knees simultaneously or at the same time. And then all you need to think about is having the bar straight up, straight down, none of this kind of forward and back motion. Gosh. Love it. Any more questions? Nope. We're good, mate. All good. Well, we can come back to it later anyway. So the next one we're going to go on to is the bench press. So first off is sit at the edge of the bench. Now, this is purely so that when you lie down, you don't bash your head on the bar. Something I've done before. It is not particularly pleasant. Um, so like I said, just sit at the edge of the bench. 
so you can lie down. Once you've done that, like I said, slide kind of down, slide your head off the end of the bench. Um, this is so that you can get your feet into position or far enough back. You then want to grip the bar in your preferred grip. Now, for some people, this might be wider, might be closer for some people. Like I said, everyone's going to be different. Um, it's You've kind of got to play around with it. A good kind yeah. of marker to start with, I would say, is pinkies on the rings is normally kind of a good starting point. And then you can adjust closer or wider, depending kind of, of how you feel. No, okay. Um, next. So once you've done that, you want to make sure that you're pushing your heels down um, and that you slide into position by pulling your shoulder blades back and down, which is kind of the big thing there. Um, most people, when they bench, don't kind of get that shoulder position correct. And what you'll see most of the time is a lot of kind of hunched up shoulders. Um, and basically what this is, it's you're putting your shoulder in a very vulnerable position when you're benching. Um, but not only that, it's also a very weak position to press from, rather than if you think bring your shoulder blade back and down, instantly kind of it's a stronger base a stronger position to push from uh, you want to make sure that your eyes are behind the bar um, again like the squat you wouldn't take 10 steps backwards when you're squatting and it's almost the same um, with a bench press you don't want to be bench pressing and pulling the bar a foot like like i said it's a heavy kind of barbell movement be as efficient as possible. The other thing with that, if you don't get your eyes behind the bar, what happens? You'll instantly be reaching up here, which instantly my shoulders come up and out of position. So if you get your eyes behind the bar, it then means that I don't have to adjust that scat position. And it won't then mean that I'm benching with the incorrect kind of technique. Lastly, take kind of a deep breath in and unwrap. What, you, what I've kind of said there is that the whole point um, of this setup is to protect the shoulder joint. Um, but at the same time, it also means that it puts your shoulder um, in the strongest position possible to bench press from. Um, if you think about the bench press, what you're actually doing um, is you're jamming your scap or your um, shoulder blades against the bench press, which isn't actually the natural movement for your scapula. If you think if you throw a punch, there's kind of movement forward and back. Whereas when you're bench pressing, it's jammed against that bench, um, which isn't necessarily kind of the best thing for it. So because of that, you wanna make sure that the shoulders are nice and safe. And you also wanna make sure that we're um, being as efficient as possible and limiting the range of motion because the more range of motion you have, like I said, you're putting that scap out of position, not in a kind of safe place. Um, so it kind of works twofold there. Next, we'll move on to kind of the descent. So what you want to think about there is slowly controlling the bar down just below your nipple line. Make sure it's a light touch 
and then we're not dropping the bar or dumping the bar onto our chest. This is something kind of I need to work on 100% is that I just need to control that kind of bar to my chest a little bit more. The ascent wise, um, you want to think about kind of pushing the bar up and back. So it's back over your shoulders. If you think about the descent, like I said, you're coming down and touching it just below kind of your nipple line. So on the ascent, you want to make sure you're pushing back and up. So it's back over kind of your shoulder joint there. Um, something, well, common errors that we mostly probably see from clients is this lack of arch or this lack of um, having your shoulder blades back and down. Like I said to you, you're not only putting extra stress on your shoulder, but it's also massively a weaker position to press from. So like I said, if you follow those kind of setups of making sure that we're really squeezing like a 50 pence between your shoulder blades, get it nice back and down, that, that error is very easily fixed. Um, another probably common error is elbows. So you'll get some people who will start to flare their elbows up, especially as they get more and more tired. Now, a cue for this is quite simple, is just simply tuck your elbows against your body. Um, obviously not excessively, but you want to be kind of tucking them around 45 degrees away from your body. And also what I would say on that, if your elbows are coming up, it also then means your shoulders are coming up as well, which then of course means that your lats or your shoulder blades aren't backing down. If you just kind of put your arms up and then think about bringing your shoulder blades back and down, instantly kind of you have that nice tuck position and that's kind of what we're aiming for. Um, a big cue, I think, for the bench press, especially when on the defense, is pulling that bar apart as we come down. And like I said, a nice kind of push off, um, making sure like we're not overly pushing because if you overly push again, your shoulders are going to come forward and out of position, which again is a nice kind of big common um, thing that we see from quite a few people is they're almost trying to punch that weight up instead of just thinking, keep nice and tight in position, nice and controlled. Anything more on that, so? I'm good. Let's just break it down into five key short actionable takeaways for people. So five things I would say, the big kind of thing is I would say making sure that we get our shoulder blades back and down. As I said, protect your shoulder joint. It's a much safer position um, to bench press from. Also, I would say control the descent. So make sure um, that you pull in the bar apart in that nice tight position. Make sure that you have a nice light touch um, onto your uh, just below your nipple line. And then, like I said, a nice controlled push back up, uh, making sure that we don't get our scaps out of position again. Any questions on the bench press, guys? Yeah, I've got one, uh, Johnny, again. When yeah. I tend to tire, mm -hmm. I push with my feet and my butt actually then comes off the bench. Does, does that matter? I'm still, I'm still so, anchored by the shoulders. So, yeah, it actually does. Um, if you think about it, what you're then doing is putting, you're depressing your rib cage because if your 
glutes come off the bench. It then, then means like you're not going to be tight up top. Basically, think about joints working in pairs. So if your bum isn't tight, it's then going to affect your spine. If your then spine isn't tight, it's then going to affect kind of your shoulders or your scaps. Um, so what you want to think about there is I found it is think about when we were talking like for squats is think about pushing your knees out to get that kind of glute tightness um, massively as well. People think that bench press is just a chest exercise. It's actually very, very much a full body exercise um, because you need to keep your glutes tight in order to keep your spine in place, which then keeps your, um, scaps in place and gives you that strong position to press from. So I think for you, think about kind of pushing your knees out instead of pushing up through the floor. Imagine you've got a walnut between your butt cheeks, Christian, and crush it. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> Boom. Let's go. Let's go. Next one. So the deadlift. Let's have a little look here then. So we've got two types of deadlift that you can do. Um, you've got conventional, which is more lower back dominant um, or lower back kind of musculature being used. Or you have the sumo stance, which I'm doing here, and that's kind of more quad focused movement. Um, both of them are hip hinge movements. They're both very good. I would recommend trying both and seeing which you prefer um, and which you don't like. So if you then talk about the conventional setup is you want to set up with your stance around hip width. The bar wants to be over your midfoot, which is roughly about probably an inch away. Um, your kind of shins an inch away from the bar. You want to have your feet pointing forward or very slightly outwards. Um, you want to bend down, grab the bar, um, make on the outside of your knees. You want to make sure um, that you're slightly pushing your knees out into your locked arms. Um, sumo setup is again very, very different. Um, so the stance is what you're comfortable with. Um, and again, that's going to depend on your musculature, it's going to depend on your joints. Um, but a good start position for this is to put your shins on the rings. Uh, you also want to point your feet at 45 degrees out um, or think about it as your toes pointing um, at the front of the plate. So for sumo, you want to think about pushing your knees out, bending down, grabbing the bar with your arms straight down. Um, again, it's an efficient efficiency thing. Um, now, both conventional and sumo um, have got kind of the same cues when you lift. So you want to think about having your bum down, shoulder blades down, head to the ceiling, deep breath into your stomach, pull the slack out of the bar uh, before then you start the ascent. Now, when you pull the slack out of the bar, you'll hear a click in the bar normally. That's how you kind of know you've pulled the click out of the bar. You'll see here when I set up, I kind of pull myself in 
towards the bar a couple of times so that I'm pulling that slack out consistently. Um, for the ascent, you want to think about pushing the world away. Um, the deadlift is both a pull and a push movement. Um, so by pushing the world away, we're cueing the leg drive or the push off the floor before then you're then thinking about the pull movement kind of at after you've kind of hit that knee. Um, for the descent, or, or sorry, for the ascent, you want to think about locking your knees out and pushing your hips through um, with the bar going straight up. Um, the descent is quite simple. Just push your bum back and slowly kind of con with control, lower the weight to the floor. Um, the massive errors you kind of see from people deadlifting are excessive lower back rounding. Uh, now, you will probably have noticed before when I talked about uh, what the cues for deadlift is that I said shoulder blade down. I didn't actually say shoulder blade back. Now, a little bit of um, rounding isn't bad. It's actually a stronger position for you to deadlift from because your hips are closer to the bar. However, what you don't want is an excessive rounding of the back. Um, and you also don't want the back to continue to round as you go up and lift. If you look at my back, you can see when I kind of, if we just skip it forward, that there is a little round, but it doesn't get excessively more rounded. It stays in kind of that position throughout. Um, that, round, that rounding, guys, is more coming from... The mid to, upper, mid, to, mid to upper back, not your lower back, just to, that clarify, lower just to back clarify. Yeah, you don't want kind of the lower back round, as I said, it's more upper back that it comes from. Um, kind of other errors you see um, is have setting your hips too high. Um, what you kind of, what I found to cue for me um, is just instead of thinking about bum down, I actually think about pushing my bum back. Um, which allows my kind of hips to be set up in a better position. Um, the other thing probably I see is the bar drifting away from your body. And this could be due to weak glutes or weak lats. Um, however, what I've kind of found is that I talked about it before, where when I set up, I gradually pull myself closer and closer to the bar um, so that the bar then is locked in against me. Uh, kind of looking through there then, some like key points from that, I would say for conventional is stance around kind of hip width, um, have the bar over your midfoot, um, push your kind of knees out against your locked arms. Sumo wise, have a comfortable stance, have your feet pointed out towards the front of the plates. Um, grab, uh, bend down, grab the bar with nice straight arms. And then, like I said, for both of them, think about bum down, shoulder blades down, head to the ceiling, deep breath into your stomach, pull the back, uh, pull the slack out of the bar, and then push the world away. Any questions on that, guys? Uh, just one little thing from me, bud. Um, on this one, guys, one of the biggest common mistakes that I see whenever I look at clients' exercise videos is them starting with the bar too far away from them and they shoot themselves in the foot from the beginning, okay? When Johnny says have that bar over the midfoot, a good reference point for me 
is when I stood over the bar and I look down, the bar is where I would tie my laces. Okay. Yeah, think I look about down. being an inch away from your shin. That's, yeah, that's normally there, okay? Yeah. And the reason, the reason we want to do this is if you guys were to take a five kilo plate and you hold it close against your chest, you could hold it there all day. If I gave you a five kilo plate and asked you to hold it out here off your chest, it's going to start getting a lot heavier, okay? The closer we can have that bar to our center of gravity, so the closer we can keep that bar to our shins, the lighter and the less pressure that it's going to put on our, put on our back and the more weight we'll be able to lift, okay? So but I would equally, say that was one of the B. Equally, I would say that you don't want it, um, you do still want it an inch away from your uh, shins because if you were to stand right up against the bar, what you're doing is that you're limiting your leg drive um, because as we talked about before, deadlift is not just a pull movement, it's a push movement. So if you were to stand up right against the bar, you would be pretty much doing a Romanian deadlift or a stiff leg deadlift. Um, which, as I said, you're limiting then your strength. 100%. Anyone got any questions on deadlift, guys? No. Uh, the last thing I probably would say is that when we were talking about the shins being an inch away from the bar, that is just for conventional. For sumo, have your shins touching the bar. Um, and this is purely because with conventional, your knees are having to travel kind of forward, which as Simon said, is then moving that center of gravity away from the middle of your body. Whereas with sumo, because your knees are going outwards, you don't have that kind of same problem. Perfect. So last one then. So the hip thrust. Unfortunately, I do not have a training video of myself doing a hip thrust. They are not in well, my programming. Um, if I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed, Johnny. <laughs> if, if I wasn't powerlifting, they would be in there. But needs must, unfortunately. Um, so like I said before, the hip thrust is like a deadlift. It, they're both hip hinge movements where you're hinging at the hip. Um, the nice thing about the hip thrust is that we're not loading through your spine like you would with a deadlift or a squat. You're only kind of putting the load through your hips, which is exactly what we want. And it's a lot safer movement and a lot less technical than a deadlift. Um, so the setup. Make sure you get a bench that's roughly around knee height. Um, place it against the wall. Um, you don't want it kind of falling, falling backwards or moving. So place the bench against the wall. Make sure you wrap the bar with a soft pad. And like Simon was saying before with the squat, make sure the pad's in the middle of the bar, but also make sure you set up with your hips in the middle of the pad as well, so that the weight's not then seesawing one way. It's nice and balanced over your kind of hips. Um, what then you want to think about is resting your upper back against the bench. You want to place your hands on the bar to stabilize it. You then want to pull your feet uh, or put your feet slightly wider than shoulder width apart with your feet facing either forward or slightly outwards, up to you. Um, then you want to make sure that your heels are directly underneath your knees. Now we want this because when we push your hips through at the top of the movement, 
we want to see a nice 90 degree angle between your shin and your thigh. So kind of looking at the ascent now. So before kind of you get going again, similar like to the deadlift, you want to take that slack out of the bar and we're not just thrusting up. So what you want to do is brace again in your stomach. You want to squeeze your bum so that you hear that click in the bar. You then want to push your hips through with your head looking down towards the bar. Um, also keeping your ribs down at the same time. When you get to the top of the movement, think about squeezing your bum and holding that lockout or at the top for about a second. Uh, then the descent, so slowly control the weight down, normally probably around one to two seconds, probably more towards two seconds. Um, as I said, because you're not loading your spine, you can really control that movement safely. Errors you see are people um, having an excessive arch at their lockout when they get to the top. Now to stop this, as I said, make sure you tuck your chin and we're looking down towards the bar. That's gonna help you keep your ribs down. Um, and then the other thing I would say for that is just making sure kind of we finish nice and strong and squeeze the bum pretending like you've got a 50, uh, 50 pence kind of coin between your bum um, is normally kind of a good way, as Simon said, to figure out if, when you're at lockout or not. The other kind of big thing I see is actually people failing to lockout. Now, this could be because the weight's too heavy or it could be um, because you're very tight in kind of your hip joint. So again, stretching, warming up, is going to be the best way to kind of cure that going forward. Any questions on the hip thrust, guys? It is pretty self-explanatory movement. It's very easy, yeah. very simple. John, Johnny, when I do it, I I've, um, I found that um, I can feel it in my glutes and my hamstrings. Is is that correct? Is that the the, no, the feeling correct. you need to get? So it's a posterior chain movement, what they call it. But like we said, it's we're using that hip joint. And if you think of the muscles around the hip joint, is your hamstrings, is your glutes, is your lower back. So those are all the muscles, all the muscles kind of in and around on the back side of your body is what we want to be using or aiming to kind of get fatigued. The, the, the biggest one that I see commonly come up with people is the thing that Johnny mentioned about basically keeping your head still and keeping, think about chin, chin to chest and keep looking down your body when you do this because if you start throwing your head back and throwing your chest back that's when you're just going to start to use your erectors your lower back for the movement okay if we can keep chin to chest rib cage braced hard down that's literally going to solve 90 of those problems okay so if you do that it's pretty hard to mess up this movement um so johnny just comes in the setup yeah. exactly so key key takeaways five actionable points Bam, bam, points. Um, make sure that the pad is in the middle of the bar um, and that your body is in the middle of the pad. That is kind of the big one there. Um, I would say make sure that your heels are directly underneath your knees so that you get a nice 90 degree angle at the top. Um, and that also then means we're using more glutes. Um, I would say also make sure that you look down at the bar, keeping your chin tucked. 
squeeze and hold at the top for a second and then control the descent for two seconds. Johnny, the, um, I, I, I do this one, um, not particularly well, but I do do it. And uh, I was just uh, just looking up to see what sort of weights and things I was doing at the moment. Um, but the videos come on the app as I was looking at it. Um, and the guy in the video um, actually holds the bench rather than the bar, uh, which I've been doing. And I've been struggling to keep the bar balanced because I've been trying to do it the same way he's doing it. But holding the bar obviously makes a lot of sense, right? Exactly, yeah. It, your hands are just there to kind of stabilise it and make it so much easier. As I say, because what you're kind of doing, you're not only challenging your strength, you're also then challenging kind of your stabilisers, which makes the yeah. movement twice as hard. The videos aren't always the best on the app, and we're actually working at the moment um, to upload our own videos, especially for something like that, where, as you say, you're kind of watching the video and it's not kind of giving you the best picture possible. Yeah, they have I been had very it, helpful, I, have, I have to say. Yeah, 90% of them are very, very good. I actually had it lined up to do loads of the, the main exercises that we need whilst I'm out here. But it looks like I'm going to have to come home early and do hotel quarantine isolation in the UK. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but it is 100% on our list, even just of the main core exercises that we'll be able to do so that we can make sure that they are like on the money um but yeah hold on to that bar it's literally just there for a little bit of support okay um yeah cool Thanks. it's in the it's in the working it's in the working it's in the um, work right let's yeah. kind of go through then some videos like i'll treat myself first to make sure i'm being nice and fair then i'll jump onto simon um to make sure we keep things even and then we'll look through kind of a couple clients videos um to see now if you look for me my kind of biggest error is actually not controlling, um, having full control at the bottom. So what happens for me is because I'm not controlling right at that bottom bit, you'll see that I'm going up onto my toes, which as we said, we want to have the um, weight or balance over midfoot to be in the strongest, strongest possible position. And what I'm doing, I'm coming down and I'm bouncing and my weight's going forwards, and I'm then having to adjust my hips to get into the correct position, um, which just really isn't efficient at all. Um, so for me, it's a case of controlling that last little bit in my squat to make sure that my weight isn't going forward. For my bench press, like I've talked about a little bit there, for me is just controlling onto my chest again um, you'll see here I kind of drop it down and I'm not controlling that last little that last little sink into like my chest again that's another little thing I can solve easily if I just kind of think about pulling the bar apart all the way down to my chest lastly is my deadlift so for me this is actually probably one of my stronger movement or better movements um but what you probably haven't seen in this video that happened before this is that when i did my single the bar wasn't close enough to my body and it drifted forward um, and all that meant as before um, it's not efficient i'm then having to use other muscles in order to kind of get that weight up um, the good cue for me or that has really worked for me is pause deadlifts 
because you see here when I get set up and I pull myself into the bar, because I'm pausing, I make sure that the bar is going straight up and down. So that first movement is up and then hips to bar, which really, really has helped me going forward. But like I said, I still slip up from time to time, um, kind of on my deadlift there. So kind of then looking at Simon's deadlift. It is that. He actually has a, so his stance is sumo, but it's slightly closer than mine. Um, but he actually has a similar-ish problem where if you watch the barbell very closely, you can see that it comes forward before then it comes up. Um, so the cue for him, as he's always known, is that he needs to pull himself closer into the bar by bracing through his lats more. Um, to make sure that when he gets in that position, especially that rep, you can see it there, is that the bar comes forward and then he's pulling back and up. So a great cue for Simon is going to be, right, I want you to pull yourself into the bar, get nice and tight with those lats before then you start to kind of pull the slack out of the bar and kind of get that ascent. Would that be kind of a fair comment for you, Si? 100%. It's always, it's always been my problem with my deadlift. I just try and use my legs rather than using the full body that I need to, just because I'm relying on my body part. What I've noticed when, when you post stuff is that both of you tend to sort of, you sort of bounce your hips. You sort of like up, down, and then you, and then you, and then you push up. And I, I've tried to sort of emulate that, but it's failed miserably because I, I, I find it easier just to start from a, a completely static position and just, as you say, push the world away. But is that back yes, bouncing so, yeah. partly causing your bar to drift? Uh, yes. Because you're having more movement and I'm driving, what we're basically doing is we're driving our knees forwards, which of course, if you drive your knees forward, that's going to kind of drive the bar forward as well which is why you've got to be kind of very careful with that. And it probably is better if you don't do it. However, some people like it. It's just basically that theory of momentum. So swinging kind of into the movement um, is what we kind of prefer. Yeah, so on that, you can have two types of people. You have people who want to set um, bottom down. You want to have uh, bottom up and you have people who want to set like top down. We like to set top down where we think about bum up. We take the slack out of the bar and then we almost think about wedging hips underneath. Some people will do it kind of kind of the other way around. It's completely up to personal preference. I think the reason that both me and Johnny do it is because we had the, the same coach when we were kids. Um, so that's just how we got taught. It was how I have it. It's more personal preference. The most important thing is that you follow those key actual teaching points and it feels natural. It feels comfortable. So I wouldn't be trying to do something that doesn't feel natural for you. Christian your deadlifts freaking awesome. We know the little working on points that we need to do. I wouldn't be going and trying changing such a minor thing because it's not going to ha have any reward for it, to be honest. There's no benefit to it. And in actual fact, as I've said, actually swinging yourself into the movement or driving your knees forward can actually cause technical breakdown which is what you don't want. So like Simon said, if you're comfortable with it, don't change it um, because it has no extra benefit at all. Yeah. Perfect. All right, let's kind of go on to some client stuff then and let's have a little look. So... Go on, Tasha. Tasha. 
she's doing what I would call a bounce lift uh, rather than a deadlift. Remember, deadlift is dead on the floor, but because she's bouncing it off the floor, she's not getting into that set position. So like we talked about before, she's not then having her bum down, her lats engaged, her head to the ceiling. She's just using momentum and kind of bouncing off the floor, which means she's not in the correct position, which is really going to limit her strength going forward. Just looking at our first rep though, what I would say is you can see clearly here with her back is that she's not bracing or pulling the slack out of the bar and watch kind of her back or her hips as she pulls. It's very jerky. So I think the big or the first thing she really needs to sort out is thinking about getting her bum down and making sure that she's bracing with her lats and pulling kind of the slack out of the bar. Would you say kind of the same thing, Zach? So? Yep, completely agree. And the, me and Tasha have also spoken with is keeping her knees out. Um, so thinking about that external rotation, one of the teaching points that I've used for that for people, which has worked fairly well, is imagine you've got a piece of toilet paper underneath the balls of your feet and you're trying to pull the squares apart. Mm. Okay. Push. So you're thinking about squeezing spread. those those feet spread, out, spread, spread them, yeah. Knees out or spread the floor. I quite like thinking because your um, arms are in that position anyway, is just think about pushing your um, knees out against kind of your elbows that's kind of like a physical cue kind of rather than a verbal one, which I found quite nice. But yeah, either way is good. Um, exactly. Right. So let's have a little look there at Christian's bench. I've shafted him here because this was a heavy set and he's come, come okay. off. So <laughs> come off. Yeah, you can see here, it's just his set, like we were saying before, set position is the most kind of important thing. And I, I think especially that first rep, you struggle to get kind of your shoulder blades back and down. As we've gone on, like it's getting like a little bit worse and worse. Just look at kind of your chest height, how it's getting flatter and flatter. And what happens when your chest's getting flatter and flatter, your shoulders are coming up and up. And you can see that on your last rep. You kind of just scroll have a look at kind of your see there where your shoulders jump up especially and that's as i said that's because you're losing position with your uh, lats or your scaps so you really need to enforce that kind of shoulders back and down um, is kind of the biggest thing for you as simon said it's very heavy and you'll go in towards technical failure um, which is why kind of you've broken down but at least it shows you what you need to work on going forward is kind of getting those shoulders back and down and making sure you're staying kind of in that braced position for every single rep. Yeah, that was, um, that was uh, yesterday actually. And uh, because it's dumbbell, I obviously struggled to get them off the floor onto my knees before I then, before I then, and that's, that's 35 kilos in each hand. And um, I was, when I actually lifted them up to get the set position, uh, I, I started off with my shoulders things, but actually the, the 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 effort of pushing them up in the first thing sort of spread my shoulders out. Mm. And because it's not like a, uh, a a barbell where you can get your position and then you're there and lift down, I then had to sort of adjust. But of course, between each push up, 
each press up, my shoulders were then splaying out because of the weight uh, of the arms. Yeah. So what I would recommend that Simon kind of that we do is grab someone in the gym. Um, and all I want you to do is ask them to lift up one of the dumbbells for you. And then all you need to do is just kind of lift the one dumbbell into position. And then when you can kind of get that set position with the one dumbbell, just ask them to pass you the other dumbbell into your hand. And then that way it's going to achieve kind of a lot easier position. Um, as you said, it can be, especially when you go heavy, very hard to achieve that kind of uh, shoulder raise back and down when you're trying to get the weights up. So like I said, if you just give someone else the weight, um, it becomes so much easier. Yeah. Christian, on that, he means you want the person to pass you the dumbbell at the top where your arms are locked out, not at the bottom. So you, you'll use both hands to press it up and then whilst you've got that arm locked yeah, out, it's your position the and then ask them to chuck you kind of the dumbbell. But it was good, man. Up until, like you said, up until kind of that last rep, it was only the last rep where kind of our shoulder just kicked up. Um, but apart from that, like the other reps were pretty good. Yeah, that was the, I was just going to say, that was, that was my... Um, so it was my right shoulder that was not working properly. That was the shoulder I had my operation on in, 19, in November 19. And it's, I tend to find that it, it's sort of, obviously I'm right-handed, so it always was much stronger than my left. But my left is now sort of significantly more stable. And that's the good thing about dumbbells, because you're evenly working kind of both sides. And it's almost like a single arm kind of thing. Because as you say, because it's not a barbell, it's very much you see those kind of imbalances. Um, I think Simon would probably say the same thing as me is next week is just reattempt it and try to kind of prove that technique, um, like we were saying. And then if it's still kind of causing you issues, you just back the weight off, work on your technique and build up again. Yep. Biceps look good though, mate. They, they do look good. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody do curls? And probably the oh, last one, we will go with Mr. Andrew Pitcher. So nice there, nice kind of two, three walk kind of step out. Um, what we kind of see with Pitch here is that you'll see there is his brace, is the bars moving um, before he squats. And as we said, you don't want the bar moving at all. You want to take the breath into your stomach to limit that movement with the barbell to make it as efficient as possible. Other than that, kind of looking elsewhere, like pretty good. There's not a lot kind of, he gets, he has a nice wide stance to open up kind of and use his hips. His descent's pretty good, controlled, out of the hole and up. Like I said, for him, it's just, just to work on um, a bit on his mobility, I would say as well. Um, but 100% kind of that bracing to begin with. The man himself, Mr. Pitcher. The man himself. Any questions, any more questions on, or from anyone like on any kind of of those lifts or any kind of clarifications or anything like that? Uh, okay, I think, can you hear me? My earphones just died. Um, but anyway, I would say some resources to really go check out if you guys want to go like listen to more stuff. The Australian strength coach is probably the best. Um, if you want kind of technical stuff, 
I would then say Jeff Nippard, if you want kind of plain speak in English, very easy to understand. As well, and for any kind of technical lifts. Boom. I think that is it. I also think just one thing from me, guys, is remember your phone is your best friend. And when you're taking exercise videos, try and take videos from a side on angle where you can see head, shoulder, hip, knee and ankle, where we can see all of that. That way, when you guys send us exercise videos, we can give you a lot better feedback on your form. Um, and then just remember to send us exercise videos. We're here to help you out. So just spam us with them if you really want to. Bang them over on Signal. Um, upload them to Google Drive. Just let us know where you're doing. Signal is probably the easiest thing to do. Um, and it means that we can kind of keep helping you guys out. And it is a never-ending pursuit of perfection technique. Me and Johnny have been lifting for, oh, my God, this is going to make me feel old, like 13 years. And over 10. Over a decade of lifting iron um, and you, you're never going to have perfect form. Okay. So it's constantly working and evolving to get better and better and better and more efficient. Okay. Um, but guys, I hope that was useful for everyone. It's way past my bedtime because I'm a long way ahead of you guys. So hope this was useful. If you, when I leave this, I'm going to pop this into the Facebook group. If you guys could comment your biggest takeaway in the Facebook group, that'd be absolutely amazing just to generate some conversation um, and then we've got so obviously a couple of cool webinars lined up for the next couple of weeks. So keep smashing it, guys. Have an amazing um, few days, weekend, and everything like that. And we'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.